Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to our new podcast segment. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined with our CEO or COO, Jeff Bell. Hello, everyone. And our developer, Matt Brand. Hi. On this first episode, we'll be discussing website page builders with our developer, Matt. Matt, I really like how um, you were so vocal with your introduction there. Uh, you really went on about yourself uh, in typical developer fashion. So thank you for that. Yeah, how long have you been at Mindscape? Uh, nine years. Uh, yeah, almost ten. Nine wonderful years, I'm yeah. assuming. Yep. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Good answer. Ah. Uh, reviews are coming up pretty soon. <laughs> so what? What? Uh, why don't you let us know what a page builder is? So if anyone that is listening to this, they at least have an understanding. A uh, page builder in Word and the sake of WordPress is a plugin that it's a third-party plugin that other developers create uh, and add to like a plugin store that you can go inside of the WordPress admin and find and download. And this gives you the ability to build out your website in more of like a, a visual interface type way with a bunch of different features and without needing to code anything. So it's just like a drag and drop type way to create your website. So that's kind of similar to like a Wix or or Squarespace or some of those other type of website page yeah, builders? In a sense, I would imagine that like a Wix or any other platform like that uses a, uh, has the page builder work in a different way, but in a sense, yeah, it's kind of similar. So building your page without having to code in a visual way sounds like a good thing. Yeah, it definitely does sound like a good thing. If you have a super small website that's a couple pages and you don't have a big budget, then yeah, sure, go use a page builder. It'll have a little bit of a learning curve, but it, it would make more sense for you. But once you get into larger websites with a lot more pages, a lot more data, and just a lot of everything, page builders can become a huge hassle. So why is that? Uh, not only are the page builders have everything, but you might not need everything. So now you have, you have like 100 pages on your website, and all of these pages are loading all of these assets. Not only is that's going to increase your server load, it's going to slow down your website. Okay, so let's rewind a little bit. Um, so you said if you use a page builder and your site is large, you end up loading all of these assets even if you don't need them. So talk more about that. So if a, a visual page builder might have you go into WordPress there's a box there right like a WYSIWYG editor type deal uh, for those of you who um, don't know WYSIWYG editor means what you see is what you get thank you I'm the non-technical person so uh, I'll provide the color commentary <laughs> so you you see this editor that kind of looks like the page that you're building out and you can add a bunch of different things depending on the page builder you have, right? Like um, yes. a slider or, you know, things like that. So is that what you're talking about when you say, even if you don't use it on the page, you're loading... Yep, you're still loading all the assets. The infrastructure for sliders and all that other stuff. Yep, where if you were just a custom code your website, you could be more specific with what files load on what page, dependencies, uh, like how big your files are that you're loading for styling or JavaScript purposes. You can just really tighten everything up and speed up your website and not clutter your your uh, your DOM with unnecessary assets or your server. So that's a lot of technical stuff um, from my non-technical understanding, but what 
ultimately like loading in all those assets, all those different things. Me as a, a website visitor who's going to end up on a website where there is a page builder, how am I going to know the difference? If, once you're looking at the website when it's loaded, loaded, you might not know the difference, but waiting for the website to load, you will probably notice a difference. Uh, those page builder websites tend to take a lot longer to load. Uh, how page builders work is, or like normally in a WordPress site, you have one WYSIWYG editor for all your content. The content in that WYSIWYG editor gets stored in your database. It's in like most simple form with very little markup just for formatting purposes, which should be used across every single CMS known to man. And once you get into the page builders, what page builders use are these WordPress specific tags called shortcodes. These shortcodes, well, they get placed within your content and these signify different layouts or different markup that will eventually get rendered on the server right before it gets served up to the visitor. That rendering from shortcode to markup takes time and okay. it takes a lot of server resources, which is going to, could potentially, depending on how big your page is, slow down your website a lot. So your website and could load in like less than a second. If you have a custom coded website, page builder could load in four or five seconds. People like to bounce after like two or three seconds. So they might not even see your website. They might just leave. So there's a layer of transit. So ultimately they don't really change WordPress at its core, right? There's still for a page, there's a field in a database somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, yep. and when you type in your content in WordPress without a page builder, it just stores it in the database. When you use a page builder, you're doing the same exact thing from a technical level, except rather than just typing into this box, there's a layer over top of that is kind of like creating that content for you with these short codes, mm -hmm. which ultimately mean nothing to the web. So before they get to the web, they have to come from the database through some translation layer to turn that into HTML yep. and then be displayed to the, the visitor. So yep. there's a couple things happening there. Or, I don't know, do some page builders, it seems like it would be... Well, no, I was going to say it would, it would seem to make sense to translate it into HTML before you start in the database, but then you can't manipulate it again in the page builder. So, See, that, I like that you bring that up because that goes to my point. When you use shortcodes, now you're stuck to WordPress. You're stuck to the specific page builder you use. You can't go to a different platform. WordPress is actually coming out with version 5, and they're releasing their own page builder called Gutenberg, which will not be using shortcodes. It it handles all of your data. It, what it does is it does blocks. So you'd have a block in a page builder and it would use shortcodes to build it up. This block now actually just stores any data that you enter into this block in, in separate little database uh, cells hmm. based on what that block is. And it actually pulls uh, markup from somewhere else. So it's separating markup from your data, which is awesome and now you have clean data that you can just move around this is interesting i mean all this stuff is very technical but I mean, when mindscape started you know almost 20 years ago when paul and i started working together uh, probably 60 to 70 percent of the people that we would talk to had dial-up and so i mean you talk about speed and loading um and dial-up back in the day a page would probably take you know 10 15 minutes to load mm -hmm. and and then all of a sudden high speed came and i thought maybe we don't have to worry about load time anymore but obviously we with faster internet comes less patience with yep. the browser or with the people or the visitors on the website. So it is going to make a difference, even if it's only the difference between one second and five seconds. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and even with uh, mobile devices, with the data you'd have to pull down, because you usually pay for that gigabytes for your mobile. 
why download all of that junk on your phone that has ultimately no you know capability or no uh, no need to be there so you're, you're essentially doing a disservice for your visitors right if you're having them use up their data to download all these unnecessary assets like right. that's really a cost that's being incurred on end user yeah your site. In, in you know obviously not to mention that mobile data is slower so speed does still matter in those cases I mean, this whole episode is based on a blog post that you wrote in the back or uh, a while back. And the title of that blog post was, please, for the love of God, stop using page builders. And then it was a developer's plea. So it seems like you were essentially throwing out a warning into the marketplace. So talk to us about there's a client that's going to be coming to Mindscape. You know, they, they had a site built by somebody else and they, the people that built it used a page builder. What type? Of, it seems like there's some pain in this plea that's going to prevent you from what what does that do to your job typically in in our instance we we would either have to rebuild the website using their page builder the same page builder that they did have which the problem that that would cause is if we're changing layout layouts handled in this page builder now we have we have to go through essentially every single page on the website and alter the layouts now using the page builder or what we typically would do is we'll build our own custom theme for the client, and now we're stuck with having to go and strip out all this page builder stuff out of the content just so we can actually have clean content that we can add in the new website. Wow. Just a lot of extra legwork, and it really like it just increases any future job that you want the time and, and cost that it has on your website. Just any future job you want to have done on it, it's going to cost a lot more money. Yeah, because it is embedding the presentation of the content with the content we're kind of back to the you know fundamentals of web development way back in the day and trying to separate your content from the presentation layer from your data layer page builder is kind of in the back end creating your content with all these short codes that's ultimately what gets stored in the database same as how WordPress typically works. So you value these little square brackety things all saying this is a column, this is an image, and then that needs to be retranslated back so that you can manipulate it again. But uh, I don't remember where I was going with that, but anyway. Well, it sounds very familiar. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. here's a non-technical person uh, attempting to be technical, but this reminds me of back in maybe 2003, 4, 5, somewhere around that range when all of our designers and developers were extremely excited about the creation of CSS because then they didn't have to go and touch every single page and they could actually focus on themes and get a whole website built out a lot quicker. Right. So yeah. that's really this. Yep. So essentially when someone's using a page builder, they're going back to the, they're forcing a developer or anybody that touches that site to go back and do it the way they did it 14, 15 years ago um, and almost going back in time. Yeah. Almost. I remember now where I was going with that is just in that migration, right? So if you if you've got a page builder and you want to get those pages out or that content out, uh, WordPress does make it pretty easy to get content out, but it's going to be riddled with all these little short code tags that 
you know, you have to strip out and ultimately you're going to have to go back through all of that content and say, oh, this was in the right sidebar. That means, you know, this new design, it's going to go in the footer or, you know, where all that is. So um, it takes a while to slice and dice back through that. Whereas in a custom built site, you can export different pieces and re-import them in different places without uh, having to worry about all that stuff. Cool. Well, I, I think hopefully this was valuable. I feel like it's been a, a fair mix between technical stuff and non-technical. And at least for me, I feel a little bit more like I understand your point of view. And it's, I mean, the biggest message or my biggest takeaway is let's not go back to 2003 and build websites the way they were originally built. Let's utilize the advancements in technology so that we can be more efficient and give more of our focus on the dollars that you're spending away from doing it in an old cumbersome way and be more efficient and spend less. Mm-hmm. So one other thing since we've got here, Matt, what are some of your hobbies and stuff outside of work? Because the way as you're talking about this stuff, it sounds to me like, and obviously you're my son, so I know, but but share with, with, uh, with the rest of the folks some of the stuff that you like to do outside of work. All three listeners. I play, I like to play music or uh, go to concerts and be a nerd and play video games most of my time. Awesome. Well, that's pretty consistent with what you developers do. But, well, thank you very much. Appreciate you taking the time and hopefully uh, everybody that's taken a listen to this, like Jeff said, all three of you, uh, hopefully you walk away with at least an understanding of why you should never use page builders for the love of God. All right. Well, we will see you next time. Make sure you leave any comments on topics you'd like us to cover in future seasons and uh, or any comments that you have on the content that we've got. Go ahead and visit us, our website at wearemindscape.com. Definitely don't forget to go see the content that we're creating on social media, and we hope that you find it valuable. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everyone.